0: Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of drive Through, the third one this is the autoindustria.com podcast I'm Eric Tipan
1: and I'm Vince Pornelos.
0: today we'll talk about one of the many controversial topics in the automotive industry this very interesting uh, well topic um, started sometime February it's called the safeguard duty
1: no it's uh, it's actually started on the first working week working day of
0: 2021 january well it was announced right but the implementation Uh, was february 1 2021
1: yeah it was like but but it was right after new year
0: came into work everybody was talking about it
1: no no not that like we came into work uh it was a january 4 and then boom there's like what's the safeguard duty for for cars for imported cars so yeah,
0: all right, take it away. Everybody was thinking about it already, what it is, uh, what how it affects your auto purchasing. Now, to set the record straight, here we are talking about it so at least you, it eases your mind because we're already a little more than a month into it, and some people are still, What what is going on? What is this? Am I going to get it back? All right, first of all, Vince, what is the safeguard duty? And this is implemented by which agency?
1: Uh, the safeguard duty or safeguard bond, actually, um is a well it's a safeguard it's it's meant to protect local car manufacturing um and the many businesses attached to it because when you have a car maker in the the country any country it supports a larger ecosystem Mm -hmm. so it's not just the physical act of assembling vehicles building vehicles stamping out parts but it's also the plastic parts the upholstery um Supplies of bolts, supplies of tires, um, and all the other logistics operations. It it supports um, a bigger uh, economy uh, when it comes to uh, building building cars. So that is what the DTI, uh, the government, is trying to protect whatever uh, manufacturing uh, ecosystem we have left in terms of automobiles. And in the last couple of years, we have been, well, to put it bluntly, we have been losing. Uh we have been losing locally assembled models, uh, factories uh, most like one of the ones that really affected us was uh, the loss of Ford. When Ford shut down their factory in 2013 or the end of 2013. So that was one uh, and then Mitsubishi took it over. And then uh, more recently we lost uh Honda. Honda. Yeah, Honda shut down their factory in uh, Santa Rosa Laguna or is it Binyan already? I'm actually not sure which,
0: which border it's in. So we're geographically um, challenged yeah. that, that far it's down south. It's in Laguna. <laughs> That's, uh-huh. It's definitely in Laguna. But before we get ahead of ourselves, um, you mentioned the word bond because not a lot of people know this is a bond. Uh, when it was first introduced by the DTI, which is the agency handling the safeguard duty, uh, even on the website, dti.gov.ph, they call this a safeguard duty. And then when they do elaborate, they do mention the word bond. So what, what is the duty? What is the bond? Um, and how, how, you know, how does it fall into place, Vince?
1: I think it was DTI that, that um, kind of ordered it, uh, issued the order for it or memorandum or department order. We're not, we're not quite sure which the one the legal order is. But, uh, and then they issued it to, I think, customs uh, to be able to uh, get the safeguard bond duty from when vehicles come in. So, to, um, to put it simply, uh, locally manufactured vehicles uh, will be immune from any kind of safeguard uh, bond. And so then, when
0: you manufactured, when you, when you say manufactured, it's CKD and SKD are exempt, correct?
1: No, uh, I'm not sure about SKD anymore. I'm not sure if we do it's, SKD, it, it, but it, it, I, I know we do a lot of CKD. CKD, and which is complete
0: for for the benefit of the viewers.
1: Yeah. So you have uh, full manufacturing, which uh, full manufacturing. Usually means uh, it includes stamping of body panels. And then you have uh, S, a CKD, which is assembled from kits. So it depends on which, but both are considered to be almost really full manufacturing. It's mm-hmm. a, it's already a made in the Philippines uh, vehicle, even though sometimes they have uh, parts kits like uh, pre-stamped body panels imported, imported uh, from abroad. So that is really the difference uh, in, but in terms of. Um, picking between the two for for safeguard and both are immune doesn't it, it, it doesn't really matter as much what matters is that um, locally made locally assembled vehicles are okay but so you don't get you don't get the duty you, yeah, don't, you don't, don't get a safeguard duty uh, or safeguard bond so <laughs> whereas uh, with imported vehicles up to a certain price range um, they those are going to be uh, slapped with a safeguard bond okay. uh, so for vehicles that are considered to be passenger cars and by passenger cars it, these include SUVs um, uh, sedans hatchbacks um, all that um, those are all considered to be passenger, uh, vehicle, passenger vehicles passenger cars PCs uh, PCs uh, not we're, we're not basing it on the LTO definition we're basing it on the AHTN or the harmonized tax structure of uh, ASEAN or something like that so uh, th- there are codes and then basically any vehicle that is meant for passenger use for mm-hmm. uh, family use uh, that kind of thing uh now when those kinds of vehicles get slapped with a 70,000 70. peso bond okay so that is on top of the srp there's another uh, 70,000 bond uh, to be attached on it uh, whenever it's brought out of the uh, the port mm-hmm. uh, whenever it's imported then uh, when it comes to lcvs or light commercial vehicles um, generally speaking these are pickup trucks so mostly pickup trucks which are meant for cargo so that's a different uh, A-H-T-N code so when uh, these vehicles are imported into the country and then brought out of customs they will be charged a uh, hundred and ten thousand uh, on top of okay. the the price from there
0: okay now um, I some people um, they when they call dealerships they you know they get confused w- mm-hmm. why are these cars they don't have the safeguard duty yet, the safeguard bond yet. Why do some vehicles already, are already slapped with this duty?
1: Okay, so uh, the safeguard bond duty, whatever. We'll clean that up in <laughs> we'll, just a little yeah, bit, but we'll, 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 that, we'll yeah. first get
0: to this. Why, uh-huh. why are some vehicles already with the extra yes. 70,000 uh-huh. uh, for PCs and LCVs 110? Why uh, are some without?
1: Okay, so not all car importers, distributors operate in the same way. Um, how, what does that mean? Well, uh, for one, these the safeguard the bond duty, whatever, the safeguard. <laughs> <laughs> the safeguard is being implemented for 200 days. Now, by our calculations, it started sometime in February or early February. But um, anyways, be that as you may, um, not all car makers um, operate in the same way. Uh, and how that impacts this is well you pay the duty or the car makers uh, car distributors importers will pay the duty bond whatever um when they bring the car out of customs the the warehouse that uh, kind the port um, and the difference is that some car makers have stocks for let's say a month or a month and a half when they import vehicles right but some car makers have longer so it depends on yeah. um, who, when these cars were imported. Yes, uh, it depends. Uh, paying the safeguard depends on when the vehicle was imported, not whether it's in the showroom or not. Mm-hmm. Because remember, there's a lead time between when a vehicle is in the showroom available yeah. for sale to when it is brought out of the customs warehouse or the right. port. So um, a car maker that has a car distributor importer that has um, a longer uh, list or, a or stock. Older, yard, stock, older yeah. stock, yes. Um, or when when they when they import uh, longer or for, for longer periods of time, depending on right. what it is, um, they will have uh, vehicles that are at the pre-safeguard S R P price um, implementation as right. compared to uh, car makers or distributors that have only a month of stock, which right. would have been exhausted by now because it's already almost April, right? So that is going to be the the, the defining factor here. So those car makers that have longer stock will be immune from SG, not really immune, but uh, will be able to weather SG a little right. bit longer. And, and
0: sell these without the SG yes. Duty until the stocks run out. And when yeah. the, these new vehicles that they've just imported mm-hmm. well, when the implementation started, then th- this will have the yeah. SGD.
1: That's N- why there's a delay, not SGD, S- Singapore, Singapore dollar. Duty. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Singapore
0: dollar, right? But we've been toying, playing around swapping these duty and bond words so since the dudes. start, since the start of the podcast. Yeah. Can we clarify? Because again, the DTI calls this a safeguard duty in, in you know, in essence. But in reality, it's it's a bond.
1: Yeah. In in reality, the, their wording in the order was a bit strange because they use the term uh, safeguard bond in the form of a cash bond. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a safeguard duty in the form of a cash bond. Now. There is something weird there because a bond is generally speaking, it's an IOU. It's <laughs> refundable.
0: Yeah, it's we, we we refundable. looked it, we looked it up, yeah. and it's a, uh, can be regarded as an you know, in very simple terms an IOU, right? Like yeah. it will be returned to you.
1: Yes. So because if they call it a tax or a tariff or a it, duty,
0: basically or a duty,
1: yeah. Well, we're, we're not sure about the legality. So um, generally speaking. Uh, that would if, it, if they call it a tax or a tariff or an import duty, then it's like a violation of the G eight uh, GATT of nineteen ninety four or the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, World Trade Organization. It's WTO, WTO uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, policy. So that would uh, violate um, that that policy. So mm-hmm. the, because we are signatories to that. Mm-hmm. So, but there's also an underlying factor there that we will get to later. Yeah.
0: Okay um but uh it it, that's um right so
1: effectively yes uh, calling it a bond it's a bond sidesteps that um the the g so yes
0: to 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 finally streamline it all you can call it a bond technically it's a safeguard bond we'll we'll, from from here on end until we end the podcast we can refer to it as bond we just wanted to clarify the difference between the two words at the start of the show uh now we mentioned the the implementation by the dti bins Mm. right yeah who's Who's it for? Why we you did mention a little bit? You touched on this, um, mm-hmm. the the ecosystem, um, uh, protection of the ecosystem uh, with regards to local auto production, right? Yes. Um, who specifically are or what specifically are the names of, of these um, agencies or the, these uh, the members of this ecosystem?
1: Okay. Um, the way I understand it is that the DTI is <coughs> duty bound um, to investigate or to um, make certain recommendations or mm-hmm. orders. Uh, if there's a complainant, like if someone complains that the, there's, um, I think the key term here is uh, harm or significant injury being caused to the local um, industry or to a local business. Um, yeah, if, if there's significant injury being caused to a local business or uh, uh, by imports,
0: mm-hmm. um, and this then business is is which which one parts. Okay. Parts, yeah.
1: So in other words, what what the uh, the complaint is uh, really saying is that imports are hurting locally made cars and in turn the are bus- hurting the... Businesses the, the that parts. support it, yeah, right. the businesses that support it or right. are supported by local manufacturing.
0: It, it is... I, I read somewhere that it's the Philippine Metal mm-hmm. Workers Alliance that actually filed for this petition that um, mm-hmm. kick-started the investigation by the DTI. And investigation wasn't just... Recently. I mean, this happened since 2014 and went on for four years, 2014 to 2018. That's how long the investigation was after this petition was filed by the PMA, or Philippine Metalworkers yeah, Alliance. But
1: here's the weird thing about, about the PMA. Um, we've, I've actually been trying to reach out through some back channels and friends in the industry, uh, particularly the ones involved in the unions, because the PM, the Philippine Metalworkers Alliance, is supposed to be a uh, kind of a union of. Yeah. Uh, of employees of parts manufacturers not just in you know stamping and everything but it's a lot of um, different businesses involved in uh, parts and stuff right. like that we've been trying to reach out to them but uh, we don't know who to talk to we don't know who they are so yeah i read your
0: article you said they it was hard to identify who who can speak yeah, for, for because the uh, they
1: have group. they have a facebook group and they have a facebook page and, uh, and, and a fairly old website but we don't know who exactly to talk to. So, if there's anybody from the Philippine metal workers yeah. listening, please do we, contact us at autoindustria.com. Yeah, we'd we'll be more than glad to talk to
0: you. To have a follow up on this. this. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: exactly. But um, so, what they were claiming is that, I'll say alleging, but what they were claiming is that, yes, the local industry is being harmed. So, again, like you mentioned earlier, Ford uh, pulled out in 24, uh, 2013. They pulled out their manufacturing here, so now they become an importer only. Uh, Honda pulled out in uh, pulled out their yeah, manufacturing plant, or they shut down their manufacturing assembly lines uh, in last year. Mm-hmm. So I think it was uh, February 22, so, yeah. last year. So, and then um, Nissan is about to, well, they've already ceased their assembly line, uh, which they were... I think they had a contract with another company to produce the local Almera or the the previous, the now previous generation Almera because they're paving the way for a new generation Almera which is going to be made in Thailand to be imported here uh, very soon. Or actually, probably already being imported here. We just don't know yet. Okay.
0: But um, just for the benefit of the viewers, the listeners, if uh, this is already a podcast because we're doing a video of this, right? According to the DTI, uh, during the period of investigation, uh, and I'm I'm reading this off stuff I got from their website, there was a significant um, increase in um, imports from 295% to 349% um, uh, between the four years, 2014, 2018. And in in, um, stark contrast, uh, there was a decrease in uh, employment as well, by by these you know the ecosystem again these these companies in the ecosystem of uh, local automotive production so there there is um, you know some truth to the the claim that it has adversely uh, the, these imports have adversely affected uh, these industries.
1: If we're to talk about it, yes. If we're looking at it at face value, yes, there are there are um, harm, but there is harm. There is probably injury if we're looking at it at face value but what you have to understand is that manufacturing in the Philippines is not as competitive as it is in other um, ASEAN markets so remember that, that that GATT that we signed in mm-hmm. 1994 or whenever that yeah 1994 so um, by doing that we actually opened up our market we ended up opening up our market removing some barriers and tariffs and trade and that made us vulnerable because our manufacturing at the time i think we were still recovering from uh, we were still recovering from martial law and, and all that so it we were not on on the way up yet so when uh, when that was signed it became an importers uh, free for all basically and then there was gradually tariffs and trades were um, rolled back uh, gradually depending on uh, depending on the sector and the market uh, to where it is now so when it comes to harm it depends because we we were already an open market for imports uh, mm-hmm. in the first place so uh it, it was if there was anything to undo we'd have to wind the clock back or the calendar back <laughs> well, over all the uh, way 30 all years. the way back yeah 30 years so that's uh, that's what the situation is and when it comes to manufacturing it's not it's not like if, if uh, we do this, we, we add uh, import uh, duties uh, even after the tariff commission. By the way, the 200 days that the DTI was asking for is, not, uh, is to give them time to do a further investigation, more hearings. Because there's a lot of opposition to the safeguard bond. Oh, and it's, uh, and surprisingly, sure. no, it, it's, it's actually strange because nearly all of the auto industry is against the safeguard bond. Right. Well,
0: you know clearly because of the situation, you you want to spur growth, you want to spur, you, you want people to, be, you want to
1: bounce back, yeah, you buy back, buy cars yes. again.
0: But if you add seventy, a minimum of seventy thousand for for some of these PCs, mm. then it's obviously going to be a you know deal breaker for a lot of people.
1: Yes, definitely. And uh, what's what's also interesting is that it's not just the importers who are complaining, because even the ones who are actually still assembling vehicles, or building vehicles in the Philippines are also complaining so that would be uh, Toyota and Mitsubishi and actually Isuzu as well mm-hmm. so I think they were all opposed to the safeguard bonds because and to think these are the guys uh, these, these are the companies still building vehicles here so
0: what you say is they will benefit slightly from the safeguard duty because they have are like for Toyota they have the Vios that they make here so it would influence more people to buy the Vios instead of other variants in the same segment because of it's seventy thousand pesos cheaper. Not
1: necessarily. I mean, does does a safeguard bond, does another seventy thousand make another vehicle make a locally made vehicle better? That's. I think that's going to be the. Question. Well,
0: definitely not better. But for for a person on a budget, which are the you know the same people who are buying in the sub segment, mm-hmm. seventy thousand could be could could yeah, you know be that's true. the uh you know uh, the factor that says I buy says no I can. not
1: But it's. There's also the question of whether it's, the effect is going to be long-term. You know, this is, like, is it going to make manufacturing here better or more attractive? That is the big question. Now, of course, before we get into that, <laughs> we have to discuss how the safeguard is being um, implemented on a per-manufacturer basis because yeah. not everyone is doing it the, the same. same. So, for example, I think um, Toyota, Isuzu, and... Uh, mitsubishi yeah sorry they're doing um their safeguards in a very different way, so for example, remember when you mentioned bond right um so seventy thousand one hundred and ten thousand so these three makers auto automakers uh, distributors actually they're doing both they are implementing it as a separate charge as a separate uh, uh deposit actually they're calling it a, a safeguard deposit which will be Charged at the dealer level, plus VAT. So it's a hundred ten thousand. If you're buying, let's say, a pickup truck, uh, it's a hundred ten thousand plus twelve percent VAT. Yes. Yeah, twelve percent VAT. So things come, comes out to one hundred twenty-three thousand eight hundred, something like that. Um, so they are charging that, and then they're, they're gonna give you a receipt or an acknowledgement receipt separately independent of the car purchase of the car okay. SRP itself
0: so it's not bundled up in one receipt yeah
1: so it's not bundled up in one receipt so in other words so once uh, once they do sort out the whole safeguard issue when because it's not bundled up in the receipt of the vehicle the actual purchase of the vehicle then they can refund it uh, to you more cleanly it's easier right
0: <laughs> more clean i like the more, more cle- cleanly is that all right? how all right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What? okay let, let's get to, right, to that but, part already I, I'm, I'm i'll <laughs> skip one part of, of what we're supposed to be doing here but since you mentioned the refund so you're saying it's refundable it could
1: be <laughs> it
0: should be actually
1: it should be because again the term is <clears throat> bond yeah that's why
0: that's that's why you wanted to establish a difference between these two words sometime during the start of the show because it it makes a big difference are you gonna get it back because it's a bond or is the government keeping it because it's a duty
1: theoretically theoretically because it is a cash bond
0: so you should be be
1: should be refundable because again bond is a An IOU. It's an IOU. It's not not a... It's not a
0: tax. It's not not a a tax. It
1: shouldn't be a tax. So, but then again, have you ever tried refunding (laughs) anything from government? So, that is going to be the the difference here. So, but anyways. So, um... Hang on.
0: We we, we looked it up and there is right now no uh, express process, expressed process on how to... Um, refund this this bond <coughs> as of the moment so you, there there is no information I'll have yeah. to you you'll be able to, to get it uh, we, we, when we do get it we'll you know let you know in, the, in another podcast mm. but right now uh, even even the manufacturers it actually I, is
1: it actually is um, I, I think was there in Isuzu's uh, FAQ in their frequently asked questions they, they outline a process they, for it.
0: From, for, from the part of, from the
1: part of yeah. Isuzu. So,
0: but, yeah. <clears> you know, in terms of... It all depends on how the government lays it out for these manufacturers. Because, yeah. again, the, the, these car makers, these brands, aren't going to give it to you unless they get it back as well from the government. Mm. So they're not going to um, front it so that you'll get it so long before... As, yeah, yeah We'll, we'll so,
1: figure that out when the, when the time comes. Exactly, but when the government it's, announces it. It's nice it. that there's actually an outline process at the customer level. Yeah, because, at the dealer. I mean, I, I mean honestly, do viewers, like regular car owners, do, do you guys want to know about the internal processes? Not really. So, so long as it's outlined for you um, at the dealer level, you know, mm. when you go to your dealer and say, okay, hey, um, they said the refund's available, I, I want to refund it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll but see when what
0: app but app when you get it, how long will it be before mm. the, the, it's released? That's yeah. that's like uh, a right? big has question to be, mark right Has there. to be figured out. But so, go ahead Vince, you were saying.
1: Um, yeah, so those three automakers, it's nice that they outlined it cleanly because now they can kind of uh, figure out what to do, right? So, but the interesting is, uh, thing is, is that other uh, distributors, importers, are doing it by SRP, meaning they've already included um, the vehicle, the safeguard the in the SRP. Price, right? For example, um, recently, Nissan launched the new Navara, the facelifted Navara with all the uh, new features and, and such. But when they gave us the price of, let's say, I was driving the Pro 4X, when they gave us the price it was one million eight hundred and four nine thousand but it already factors in the safeguard Do bond <laughs> Safeguard. <laughs> the same, so that is uh, strange because now uh, it's instead of what the uh, toyota nissan uh, sorry toyota mitsubishi and uh, uh suzu did is that they uh, yeah. nissan did not did factor it in It right. meaning it's bundled into the price of so the vehicle. It,
0: what you're saying is the, you you can't tell if it's just a hundred thousand they put in or a hundred thousand and a hundred thousand and twelve percent VAT. No, you,
1: it's, you can't tell. In other words, it's it's gonna be difficult for you to separate exact, exact, that, so you can't right? tell. You can't tell. I mean all you know is that there is a hundred ten thousand factored Already, in there. Now yeah. there is an advantage to that. Because if you're buying a vehicle like that with a safeguard bond factored into the SRP, you can finance it. It becomes financeable. The one hundred ten thousand. Yeah, right. because it's basically the dealer distributor or price. the car company um, fronting the whole thing and yeah. you know just factoring it into the price of the vehicle. So that means when you go to your bank, your safeguard yeah. duty is not a separate one hundred ten thousand or, in the case yeah. of uh, the Toyota, Isuzu, Isuzu and Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi, they have to front in one hundred twenty-three thousand uh, something plus plus. On top of the down payment, that is going to be the difference there. So one side makes uh, the way Nissan did it, and the way other manufacturers may do it, um, will be easier on the pocket. That's the way because you can amortize the whole thing. Uh, But in terms of purchasing it, yeah, in terms of purchasing it, right? Because as opposed to let's say uh, what you know Toyota and the three are doing. But But how does it
0: affect uh, refunding it?
1: that's going to be the problem there because how do you refund that, something that's bundled into the price yeah, how, how do you know if it's just 110
0: table? or it's right. 110
1: with 12% VAT it probably wouldn't no I, I think they're, they're factoring it in as per thousand with 12% VAT right. it's because it's being charged as a separate deposit okay right so but whereas this one I'm not sure how that works I'm not an expert in tax law so reading this <laughs> safeguard thing was like oh my yeah, god what's it, going on it's guys? a lot but of it's we're figuring it out uh, pretty much as we go along as well. Never mind. So, um, but we did. I, I did ask Nissan uh, what they what they were gonna do when it comes time to uh, if it does become refundable or when when they do refund it as a bond should be refunded. What what they were actually looking at, um, and don't quote me on this. This was an inside. This is an inside thing. <laughs> is that they are uh, looking at a conditional refund, meaning a rebate. So they were looking at rebates in terms of service coupons and all that. Okay. So that's what uh, they are looking at, and it could be the way for other um, auto distributors as well in the Philippine market.
0: So it could be a uh, uh, you know a, a sort of a, a blueprint that others can do. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So okay,
1: we, what we are seeing are two different ways of implementing. Of implementing. Doing, of implementing. All right. And that is actually very very interesting.
0: I'll jump back to a question that I asked you before we went on air. Um, how, how does this, the safeguard bond improve the situation of BMA and the Philippine Parts Makers Association um, in, in the short term? And, or, or does it even?
1: I, I'm trying to see it, I'm trying to see how it will. I mean, will, I think the best uh, way there is whether whether having a safeguard bond Will it make locally made cars more attractive to you guys, the consumers? Yeah, so, in terms
0: of pricing. So
1: I, I think the best way is for you guys to let us know in the comments what you think. I mean, will does uh, let's say a competing vehicle make the Vios more attractive? I mean, does because sorry, does a competing vehicle with a seventy thousand uh, peso safeguard, safeguard bond bond attached to it make? The Vios or the Mirage more attractive if you are shopping in that segment. And by the way, those are the only two subcompact sedans and hatchbacks. Well, the Vios is not a hatchback, but there's a Mirage hatchback um, that are assembled. Yeah, assembled uh, in the right. Philippines. The only other vehicle would be also the L three hundred. The L three hundred which is made in Santa Rosa.
0: Right. You mentioned earlier that uh, obviously uh, these brands, these auto brands, including the ones who, who assemble cars here. Uh, have spoken against the safeguard bond, right? Oh, yeah, uh, we, awesome. We've heard from uh, Maria Fe Perez Agudo, president of Avid, and of course uh, Attorney Romel uh, Gutierrez from mm. Campi uh, yeah. about uh, you know that they they wished this what didn't happen because they said it could hinder the growth. Some
1: of the language they were using was it's like <laughs> the rug being pulled out from under us. That's it's right. Like, wow, I mean, f- for for them to use language like that, I mean, words like that.
0: Um, my big question, I'm sure the, this, is, this is what's in the mind of the viewers, uh, Vince. Will it kill the auto brands, the, these, uh, the, these manufacturers, if they just absorb the 70,000 or the 110,000 depending on what kind, of, what kind of vehicle you're buying instead of, um, mm-hmm. you know, passing it off to, to, the, to the market?
1: Okay, so there's, it depends, it depends. There are, there are, in terms of vehicles that are very sensitive, there are vehicles that are very sensitive to price changes. Of course, we're talking at the Vios class, the subcompact, saloons, compact cars. Um, in the, if we're looking at maybe 1.5 million thereabouts, the, the the sensitivity isn't there as much. You know, the people will still buy. So what buy you're saying, they,
0: they, they can't absorb it. Yeah, but 5.
1: if, well, no, no, I'm not saying that. That's really up to them whether yes. they can. A, that's true, But it's still a huge uh, chunk of change.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, so, I I had to ask because obviously that's in the minds mm, of the buyers yeah. uh, of the people watching. Bakit hindi na you know, saluhin ang instead of oh, us tayo, have, having, having so to pay, pay for yana, it? That's yana. that's just, you know, I am spitballing and, and uh, speaking for, on their behalf. Uh, then,
1: then, uh, let's make it simple, right? Bawat sasakyan na Philippines, uh hindi competitive when it comes to price. Meaning um, when you, when they produce a BIOS or a Mirage and I've said this over and over again in many of my articles that um, each of the, when they build a vehicle um, like a Vios or Mirage in the Philippines compared to a Vios or Mirage built in let's say Thailand uh, it costs about $1,000 or $1,200 more per, per unit right? so in other words when, I, when, when we say that um, we are not as competitive in terms of uh, manufacturing there is the number so each, each uh, vehicle that rolls out of the factory is one thousand you one thousand two hundred dollars more to produce than if it was produced in, let's produce say Taiwan. here yeah here okay, here okay. so if you factor that in it means that yeah the, the, the profit margin isn't anywhere near as big and that's because uh, the parts have to be imported mm-hmm. uh, the steel has to be imported wiring and all these parts a lot of these things um, well, we do produce a lot uh, in-house, but the raw materials for it also has to be important. Uh, labor costs, tax okay. costs, importing costs. So all of this, when you when you account it all up, all these little dollars and uh, cents, it comes up to over uh, to a thousand dollars per vehicle, sure. and that is a lot. So in other words, if you look at it, the safeguard bond, the safeguard bond is uh, for a passenger car is seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. Right. How much is seventy thousand? Seventy thousand in dollars. That's fourteen hundred.
0: Something like that. Something like
1: that. So, in other words, so you factor in the safeguard versus the the what do you call this? The the penalty of uh, the handicap of producing every vehicle, every uh, subcompact car in the market, then it gives you the. It it becomes a substantial
0: amount. Yeah. Um, One final question. Um, I'm sure the the viewers are thinking this too. Is there a way to get around the safeguard duty?
1: Ooh. Well, for one, of course. uh, if we take by local yeah by local I mean, your, if, is that if your... you're in the market for a Dios anyway it's great it means it, it solidifies your choice if you're, if you're in the market for a Mirage yes makes your uh, choice even more solid because ha I get to not only really save more but I don't have to spend as much to go you know some something else if you're in the market for an L300 great or uh, I think uh, also a Photon Toplander those are the ones That's that are right. also made uh, Photon I think they make in Clark
0: so but other than that
1: but other than that, unless you go expensive, because uh, the safeguard will not be implemented for vehicles with a, uh, I'm not sure about this, CIF or FOB cost. It's an importing term that I'm not even, I had to read up on it a lot quite a while back. But uh, if it exceeds uh, $25,000, C-I-something, the landed cost of the vehicle mm-hmm. is uh, $25,000 or more.
0: Six cents. It's exempt. So either you buy local yeah. or buy expensive.
1: Yeah, either you <laughs> buy local, that's how you get around it, right? Or or you look for vehicles that are exempted uh, from the safeguard duty. Yeah. So there are there are some. There right? are some. Uh, it depends, like for example. The ones made
0: in India uh, are, are exempt.
1: The ones made in, yes, that's right. right. So the ones made in India are uh, exempt. So for example, I think a couple of Suzukis. Mm-hmm. Suzukis uh, that are Indian uh, imported from India. Those are actually exempt. Except, right. um, it, it, it comes to China. I think China, if you have, if you buy an LCV from China, uh, they should should be exempt. Okay. So by LCV, not not the passenger cars. But if you buy a pickup truck made in China, uh, I think it's exempted uh, from this. Uh, Indonesia, I think LCVs are also exempt. But okay. I don't think we have any pickup trucks coming from, from Indonesia. Indonesia. So those are the ways you can kind of uh, get around it. So either buy high... By local or look for these little, from <laughs> these countries these that specifically, it's right. hard to identify but um, th- there's there's that no
0: um, so, yeah the safeguard bond uh, for for FYI started February 1 2021 and uh, will be implemented for 200 days and roughly uh, using a calculator uh, on uh, Google it sh- is supposed to end Saturday August 21 2021. That's very
1: specific. So that's like Judgment Day. R-
0: roughly, roughly around that time. All right. So, um, but obviously, it depends on the Dti, the investigation. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll know more when we know more. We'll let you know mm. as quickly as but we can. There's on the also one
1: more thing we need to talk about some sometime soon, and it's the thing between the Philippines versus Thailand. And we're not talking about sports. We're talking about tariffs. So that's going to be another thing we're going to explore later on when we get some more information. Right. Uh, with regards to that. But for now, we're focused on bond. Yeah.
0: Safeguard bond. Safeguard bond. Uh, he's Vince. I'm Eric. Thanks for watching. Uh, please click the notification bell on our YouTube page so that you're alerted when we have videos in the future. Also, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This has been Through the AutoIndustria.com podcast. Stay safe,
1: everyone.